Welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, and today we're going to learn how to break destructive cycles. Stay tuned for today's instruction. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. James chapter 1 verse 5 if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally, and upbraid it not, and it shall be given unto him. You know, there are so many of us that are absolutely tired of dealing with certain cycles that seem to persist in our lives. Not really understanding how to break these destructive cycles, whether they are physical, emotional, spiritual, relational. So in today's broadcast, we're going to talk about how to break destructive cycles. Now I'm going to give you the first key right off the back, and that is you must be able to identify the cycle. You know, the, the reason that so many people are stuck in various cycles in their lives is because the hardest place to detect a cycle is when you're right in the middle of it. You see, in it, you are intentionally or unintentionally conspiring with it. So that's why you have to have the latitude to step outside of it figuratively so that you can examine it, see the mechanics of it, and ultimately dismantle it. You know, we either many times fear change, which is why cycles persist, or many of us are simply ignorance of the mechanics of actually how the cycle works and devoid of wisdom on how to actually bring forth change. Now, I want you to take note of this. No cycle persists without your permission. Write that down. No cycle can persist without your permission. You know, those permissions come in the form of habits. You see, your habits conspire with cycles that are in your life. Um, defense mechanisms. You know, it's possible to defend something that is very dysfunctional. Another way that the permission is granted to the persistence of cycles is through passivity, not doing what's necessary to undo the cycle. And even worse, complacency is a permission to the persistence of cycles. You know, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, it says, And do not give the devil an opportunity to work. So you see, 
if we don't confront these habits and defense mechanisms and our own passivity, our own complacency, then we give the enemy opportunity to continue to undermine our lives through the imposition of these cycles. Now let's break that down and let's talk about how habits, for example, become permission to the cycles to remain in force. Habits are simply unconscious norms. It is a fixed idea in the subconscious mind. You know, the thing about a habit is that you no longer have to think about it, and that's what makes it habit. So, a very responsible process and part of breaking cycles is confronting our habits. You know, the second thing that we mentioned is defensiveness. One of the ways that we express defensiveness is by saying, this is just the way I am. You see, the enemy inserts lies that bind us to false identity. And in order for us to break free, we have to separate who we are from what we do. The third thing we said is that passivity is permission. The fear of the discomfort that change will create. And believe me, change will create discomfort. And lastly, we talked about complacency. A lack of clear vision of where you desire to be is the accommodation for complacency. You see, if you don't know where you desire to be, then Satan can offer you anything. Absolutely anything. Now, the scripture that we read in Isaiah says, the anointing destroys the yoke. And it is anointed understanding that breaks cycles. Now, I want you to write this down. Those who are with you in the cycle cannot help you break it. That's right. Those who are in the midst of your cycle are powerless to help you to break the cycle. So I want you to take note of this. In order to break cycles, you must have new influencers. Write that down. I need new influencers. So I have to endeavor to break the ties and abandon accommodating relationships to the cycles that persist in my life. Now, secondly, you need new information, new training, new understanding. Because once again, if you really want to resolve your internal issues, you have to understand what you did not understand before and use that understanding in order to level up. Now, thirdly, and most importantly, you must apply or act on what you learn. You have to implement a new strategy which is aimed at breaking the cycle that has been persistent. Now, I want you also to take note that cycles are not broken by the influencers who inspired them. You see, we have to be wise and mindful about the very real process of breaking cycles. Now, I want you to take note of this. Mercy is not a part of breaking cycles. So don't look for it. You know, there are so many times that an individual 
is looking for mercy when they really need truth and truth spoken in love but directly. There are so many times when individuals are looking for mercy when what their habits actually need is confrontation. Now secondly, I want you to take note that blame is a commitment to harboring your contribution to the cycle that is persistent in your life. I want you to write that down. Blame is a commitment to harboring your contribution to the cycles that persist in your life. Now another key to breaking cycles is that you have to begin to enact counterintuitive disciplines. In other words, to get right when you've lived wrong means that you have to do something that don't feel right. I know it seems counterintuitive, but you have to do exactly the opposite of what you feel because your feelings have all been conspiring in order to keep your cycles in place. Now, another significant key is to be sure that you keep irrelevant voices out of the process of breaking your cycles. Keep irrelevant voices out of the process of breaking the cycles because you want to avoid interruptions to the process at all costs. Now, I want you to take some more notes here on actually breaking cycles. You have to be able to identify the cycle. You know, in Psalm 51 verse 4, David made a brazen admission. I did this. Simple as that. I did this. So we have to quit restricting truth and demonizing those who bring it. We have to be open to truth regardless of the source. We have to also make sure that we follow our patterns to inevitable conclusions about ourselves. You see, so many of us use our discernment on others and their motives instead of following our patterns to inevitable conclusions about ourselves. And we must be willing to allow the pain and discomfort that those discoveries will bring to us. Now, secondly, we have to be able to objectify the cycle. Hebrews 4.12 talks about the Word of God, quick and powerful, to divide and asunder soul and spirit. We have to be able to separate it, the cycle, from ourselves and examine the mechanics of it. You see, when we protect ourselves, it becomes a hindrance from the process of breaking the cycles that persist because many of us think that our self and our cycle are the same. You have to be able to think critically and strategically so that you can undermine these cycles that have been persistent. And you have to be able to see that the cycle is something that is defeatable. Now, the next key is that we have to extract ourselves, our souls, from the cycle. Luke chapter 3 verse 9 talks about laying the axe to the root of the tree. You see, we have to kill why we need it. I want to say that again. We must be willing to kill why we need it. That is, 
the mechanics and nuances of the cycle. Remember this, you would have never allowed something to persist in your life if there was not at least a pseudo need for it. So we have to break down the support systems for the cycles in our life. You know, for example, a person who has cancer must stop eating sugar because sugar feeds the cancer. In the same way, if we want to break cycles, we have to kill the support system of those cycles in our lives. We do this also through incorporating new disciplines that accommodate the new reality. Now, lastly, another critical part of breaking a cycle is that we have to enter into new paradigms. You know, you notice that in order to uh, birth us into the realities that we are experiencing as sons of God, God had to bring us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We who were outsiders, we were orphans, are now sons of God. So we have entered into a new paradigm wherein we should experience new realities. So in order to enter a new paradigm, you need new information which sources new imaginations, which accommodate the animation of another reality. You have to begin the habit and discipline of asking the small questions that can equate to big change. The quality of our lives changes with the quality of the questions that we are willing to ask of our lives. You also need clear vision. You have to have something that you're working toward. You have to also get into the habit of thought leadership. Think yourself there. There is where you think yourself. And lastly, we have to focus upon the discipline of self-mastery. You know, Paul said it very plainly, I buffet my body to bring it under subjection lest after I have preached unto others, I myself should be disqualified for the prize. I know that you've been blessed, challenged, and encouraged by today's instruction. And I know it's a lot of information, but I believe that if you will take this information to heart, put it into practice, you'll see the manifestation of an entirely new you. Once again, I want to remind you that if you want to get Dr. Mark T. Jones to be a speaker at your next event, hit us up at 888-538-3577. You can also find me on Facebook under Mark Jones. And I also want to remind you that you can visit our website and check out some of our broadcasts at Manifestations Worldwide on YouTube or Facebook. Center for Manifestation is our title. May God bless you and may you continue to live long and lead well.